Now go left and put on the recording screen. Yep, right there. And we're good to go. All right, all right, all right. What is going on, everybody? And welcome on into the first ever episode of the Cinema Lords podcast. And damn, does that feel good to say, because I'm not going to lie, I was starting to think that this day might never happen. Even to up about 30 minutes ago, ran into more tech difficulties, and I don't know my ass from my elbow with this tech stuff. I've been trying to just figure it all out on the go. But thankfully, we, uh, we got it figured out. And now we're rocking and rolling, and here we are. We're doing our first episode. So uh, for those of you that don't know me, uh, my name is Nick Saws. I am the creator of the Cinema Lords podcast, and I'm also going to be your host on what I hope is a very fun and long ride for all of us. Um, with me on this journey, you guys are going to be meeting a whole cast of characters, a bunch of friends of mine uh, that are going to be helping me out in a bunch of different ways, um, production, social media, co-hosting, uh, lending their expertise in certain areas, Thrones, Star Wars, Marvel, stuff like that. Uh, but with me today, I got my uh, my boy Kalos. He was nice enough to help out. Kalos, what's going on, buddy? How you doing? How you doing? It's good. Thanks for coming. Thanks for being here. Are you excited? This is your first ever podcast, right? Glad you had me. So you got to have to bear with us a little bit here. Like I just said, this is Kalos' first ever podcast. And I've only uh, done very little work with it, usually on the production side, never from the hosting side. So this is new for everybody. Absolutely. Uh, this. Uh, yo, yo. Scroll. Go over to the right. Scroll down right there. Should be able to scroll down now. Scroll down. Yeah, like right, on, right where you are. There should be. Uh... You can always run that back from the top, too, if you want. But... See what I'm talking? Yeah, no, oh, okay. No worries, buddy. No worries, buddy. Like I said, we're learning here. It's your first time. Gotcha. No worries. Uh, but yeah, this studio, uh, it's newly built by myself, so it is very makeshift. We're doing the best with what we got. And, um, you know, the show is going to get better. I can promise you guys that every episode I'm going to strive to make it better somehow, whether it's the look, whether it's the cameras, whether it's me being better as a host. This show is going to get better every single episode. That is a promise to you guys. Um, I guess the best place to start would be, I guess, at the beginning. Um, the reason why I even wanted to start doing a podcast is because of my deep love for the movie theater. Um, it started when I was very young. Uh, I was lucky enough to share a birthday with an aunt of mine. Uh, shout out Auntie Marie. And uh, growing up, she was basically like one of my best friends. Hung out with her all the time. And our favorite thing to do was, you know, go to the movies. So I can remember countless times her picking me up and hopping in her car. And she would throw me her, her flip phone back in the day. No apps, none of that. She'd throw me a pen and a paper. And I'd call the, the Regal Cinemas operator. And I don't know if any of you guys remember that. But you'd have the operator. She would read off to you every single movie that was playing. She'd read you the ratings. She'd read you the runtime. She'd tell you the times that they were playing at. And I would jot down as much information as I could. And then, you know, I'd circle a star, the one or two movies that stood out to me the most. I'd hand the list over to my aunt, and she'd usually make the final pick. And sometimes we couldn't, you know. Sometimes we had two movies we couldn't decide. Those are the best days because that meant double feature, back-to-back, -back, four hours in the movie theater, one show after the other. Did you uh, ever happen to look through the uh, newspaper as well? I did do the newspaper, yes. Good call, actually. I didn't do that as much, but yes, I definitely do I remember doing that. I the newspaper, that's what I was... You were the newspaper guy? Yeah, that was my go-to. Okay. 
That's not nice. Yeah, see, I, I, com I completely forgot all about that. I was, always, uh, I was always big on the operator. I like just, you know, I could just have her repeat whatever I wanted over and over again. I'd be, like I said, I would jot down everything, man. I was addicted. But, um, you know, right then, I was, I was captivated by the whole thing. I loved it. The concessions, the big screen, the seats, the whole thing, the experience of it. It was a show, and I loved it. Um, and then I'd say about middle school, things changed big time uh, because of three letters, uh, HBO. Premium streaming, HBO changed the game because they were putting out, like, high-level, good-quality TV shows, way better than what we were getting on cable at the time. And they were coming to you right in your home, and... It changed the game. The Sopranos, Oz, Deadwood, uh, Band of Brothers. These shows changed. I mean, now look around. Everything is streaming. Everything. Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, Disney Plus. It's all streaming now. And that started, I would say, mostly because of HBO. They started the game. And I would say Sopranos was a big one for me, for sure. But what really elevated me in the TV game was definitely the first season of True Detective. That first season was the most captivated I have been in the television show and probably my entire life still to this day, aside from maybe like Game of Thrones. But I remember that's when I found Reddit for the first time, and I was just reading fan theories like I, like I couldn't stop. Everywhere. I was in school. I was at home. I couldn't stop reading. And these theories were unbelievable. And the show ended great. I love the way it ended. But some of these theories were still even better than the way the show actually ended. And I just like, I loved the idea of, you know, fan fiction and creating your own stories and creating your own ideas. And what do you think is going to happen? And the social dynamic, too, that HBO brought, because that was different from the movie theater as well. The week to week viewing and having all of your friends and your family, you're watching the same show and you guys, you know, can shoot the shit about the show when you see each other. What do you think is going to happen? I mean, how many times when Game of Thrones was on was that? the topic of conversation in our friend group oh, absolutely almost every day <laughs> exactly it was you know wow what did you guys think of that episode how do you what do you know what do you think's gonna happen next who do you think's gonna happen this who's gonna die next this that the other thing it was all people talked about and to me i became addicted in that as well so i would say i always wanted to do something like this the first time it became an idea was when i was 18 uh, the girl I was dating at the time, her mom, um, the sweetest lady, shout out Lisa. Uh, every time I'd walk in the door, she would always go, Nick, you seen anything good lately? You seen anything good lately? You got any recommendations for me? And I would, you know, tell her whatever I watched. Also at that time, Sons of Anarchy was huge and we were both big fans of that. So we were constantly talking about that. You know, what happened this week? What happened that week? What's going to happen next week? And she said, you know, Nick, you should start a website or a blog where you rate and review movies. And at the time, I was 18, like I said. So the idea of a project like that seemed pretty overwhelming. I'm not going to lie. It sounded like a lot of work. And at the time, I just wanted to have fun. And <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Have fun with my girlfriend. Have fun with my friends. Uh, getting ready to go to college, doing something like that just sounded like a lot of work. But the idea stuck with me, you know what I mean, obviously. And then you fast forward to this past November, almost a year ago, uh, when I was lucky enough, thanks to my cousin Jimmy, to uh, land a spot working with Mike Heron at his studio uh, on his podcast. Um, for those of you guys that don't know, if you guys aren't from the Massachusetts area, Mike, Her uh, Mike Heron's a bit of a, a local legend around here. He was on the radio for years. Hurricane He's the brother. Mike. Hurricane Mike Heron, that's right. 
Uh, I learned a lot from that guy. I learned a lot from him. I, I enjoyed my time working with him. Um, but he is the brother of uh, ex-Boston Celtic Chris Heron. Um, for those of you that maybe have seen it, Unguarded on Netflix, awesome documentary. If you guys haven't seen it, I highly suggest you do because it's, it's a great, great watch. Um, but I started working with them in uh, November of this past year. And as soon as I got there, the end game was always to do this show. It was always to be able to eventually do my own show. And uh, I told Mike that, and he was totally cool with it. He said, yeah, no problem, man. Sounds great. So I was like, awesome. So from November to January, I just wanted to learn the ropes. I tried to get the hang of it, tried to get the feel of the, the studio, the, the, the new tech that I was working with that I had never used before. I was watching Mike and how he introed and outroed and how he tried to help people out with giving them good questions and stuff like that. So I tried to learn what I could. Um, January came. I said, hey, Mike, uh, do you mind if I start putting the pieces together to do my own show? And he said, yeah, of course, man. He said, do it up. So I was like, all right, great. I got to work in January. Uh, I had a buddy, Jeff Rodriguez, who was going to be doing it with me. We put all the pieces together. Uh, come March, we were ready to launch. And somehow we never, in all the planning, decided to really do a schedule. Like, hey, what days are you available to record? What days do you want to drop? And then when we got to that point, we could not have been on more opposite pages. The days that he wanted to record, I was unable to record and vice versa. So we were up Shit's Creek without a paddle. And I was like, well, I don't know what we're going to do now. I, we got all this shit planned out. We have the logo, which I'm sure some of you probably know, Jeff, if you're listening. Um, I hope he promotes this as well. I'm sure he will. His face is on the logo after all. But uh, I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to find a new partner. But, you know, it's tough trying to find people to, you know, that want to go over there. It's, you know, it's a weird place for them sometimes and stuff. So I was in a weird spot because I you know, I wanted to do this show. I didn't have anybody to do it with. I had a place to do it, but I still had to be doing Mike's show as a part of it. And at that point, I've been doing it for about six months. His show was very, very sports-centric, very sports-heavy. And, you know, I love sports. I do. I still watch them, you know, pretty religiously, but just not nearly the same way that I did 10 years ago. You know, when I was in high school and middle school, I just eat, breathe, and sleep sports for the most part. It's all I could get my hands on, watching sports and on loop just all night long, all night. Dun-dun-dun, dun-dun-dun. I could hear it until 3 in the morning. But I just don't have the love for it that I, you know, that I used to. And after doing that show for six months and trying to keep up with things that I really didn't have that much of an interest in and really having no plan now for where my show was going to go, I was like, fuck. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to have to say, you know, I'm going to have to take it off. I'm going to have to leave. And I'm going to just do my own thing. And I know it's going to take some time. And I know it's going to take some learning. And it's going to take some money. But I think in the long run, it's going to be what's best. Because that way I can record whenever the fuck I want. Whenever I want. Whoever I want. Whenever we can. Um, so I thought it worked out best. It, took a, it definitely took longer than I thought to put everything together. But here we are, finally rocking and rolling. But uh, we finally made it here, you know what I mean? We finally got the studio up and running. We're doing our first episode. And um, I guess that's basically how I got here. That's why I want to do a podcast about movies and TV shows. Um, but like I was saying, I was, you know, I was taking some time getting everything together. And the last week or two, I really, 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 really dug in and started trying to get to work. And the reason was is because the next 30 days that we have coming, we are spoiled rotten. We are absolutely swamped with new shows. 
a couple of movies, but mostly shows. And I want to be talking about all of them. I want to be talking about them, discussing them, breaking them down every week. You know, what you guys like, what you don't like, what we think might happen, how it connects to other pieces and, you know, in the universes. Uh, in the next 30 days, right? We have starting this week on Thursday, we have She-Hulk, which I got to be honest, I'm actually pretty excited for. I know a lot of people aren't. People are upset the CGI doesn't look great, but I hated Moon Knight. Probably not a popular opinion. Miss Marvel had moments, but I didn't love it. Los, what would you, what did Moon Knight? Yeah, Marvel's letting me down recently with their shows. Yeah, you're, you're a little bit down on Marvel. Yeah, That's I don't true. hate it. It's just not great either. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I hate The movies have been, I thought the movies have been fairly good yeah, lately. The movies though. have been good. I have no complaints there. Yeah, the last three, I've enjoyed all the last three of the movies. Actually, no, it's not even true. I like Shang-Chi. Oh, actually, that was in between internals and that too. Like I, said, I don't want to sound too harsh. I like the shows, but they're just some, I don't know. No, I definitely, I can understand why people would be a little bit, a little bit hesitant with all of these Disney Plus shows because they are popping them out fast. They're about a lot of new characters and stuff like that. And, but this one I have, I have a lot of hope for mostly because even if She-Hulk isn't my favorite new character, the surrounding cast in the show is absolutely loaded. We know that Mark Ruffalo is back as the Hulk, and but based on the trailers, it looks like he's going to be a very regular part of the series. Yeah, you need that too. Yeah, I agree. They're supposed to be cousins, I guess. Um, and like I said, you know, I'll go to the I'll go to the movie for Mark Ruffalo. You know? <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't love Mark Ruffalo, right? But he's going to be a big part of the show. It looks like a very regular piece, not just like a cameo. It looks like he's going to be a real character in the show. Uh, Tim Roth, everybody loves Tim Roth. He is back as Abomination. Abomination, his story is going to have to be getting bigger because he's going to have to be a big part of that Thunderbolts movie that they just announced. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm looking forward to seeing him. Like I said, who doesn't love Tim Roth? I'm always ready to see more of him on the screen. Uh, the fourth appearance for Wong in Phase 4. I mean, the MCU is now the WCU, the Wong Cinematic Universe. The guy is everywhere, which is great. I love Wong. Give me all the yeah, Wong content. It's Wong's universe. We're just, we're just living in it. <laughs> That's right. My heart stopped in that moment. And uh, Doctor Strange, man, when she throws him off the cliff, I was like, I swear to God, if Wong's done, I'm, I'm going to be writing a letter. I'm going to be very fucking upset. But thankfully, he made it through. And uh, not only that, he's making another appearance. Here we got it. We got him again. And then lastly, we got Charlie Cox. Uh, making his second appearance in the MCU as Daredevil, which he was only briefly in the Spider-Man, the quick cameo, but it was it was a good little appearance. I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to seeing more of him. Uh, the Daredevil series on Netflix, I have tried to watch. I watched the entire first season. I got into season two, and I just I I, I couldn't do it anymore. I had to shut it off. I just I was so I was just so uninterested. I was I was like forcing myself to watch it. The Kingpin dude, I will say it from the rooftops. I don't care what anybody says. I will argue with you to my death. That kingpin is the worst kingpin actor fucking casting yeah, of all time. I hate it as well. I, I do, dude, people love it on the internet. Every time he gets recasted to do a new role, like he's going to be in the Echo series too, people get wicked excited. They're losing their minds, and I don't get it. I think it's awful. I hate his little whisper voice. I, like, I hate everything about it. I think it's terrible. I think it's awful. But regardless... So we got She-Hulk, that's coming up on Thursday. Uh, that's this week already. That's coming quick. Then we got uh, Game of Thrones coming up a week from today. We return to Westeros with House of the Dragon. I mean, if you're not excited for this show, then you have a huge crap in your pants. I do not care how bad the last season of Game of Thrones was. I don't care about how mediocre the previous season of Game of Thrones was to the final season. If you're not excited for this series, you have huge dump in your pants. You know they're going to put out a nice product at the end of the day, spending a ton of money. HBO is fully in on building Westeros into its own huge universe, just like you know the rest of these guys are doing. You know, 
Lord of the Rings, Marvel, Star Wars. They're going to build Game of Thrones into a huge... I, we're going to have, like, Game of Thrones land in, like, 10 years. Plus, you'd have to imagine they got to feel some pressure after the way that the original oh, absolutely. series ended. They're feeling yeah. heat from all angles. All angles. So, you know, they got They must be pulling out all the stops for this, I'd imagine. I think so. I think so. Uh, George is ha- working hands-on, so that's always good. As soon as he kind of left, basically, the helping of the, the Game of Thrones series, the, the whole series kind of just started to go downhill. But... Three years before the uh, the Game of Thrones, we got 17 dragons. 17 dragons. Which, if you ask me, my favorite part of Game of Thrones was the Targaryens. The Targaryen line, Daenerys, the dragons, that shit was awesome. Definitely very interesting storyline. So this is going to be just Targaryens. These people love to fight, they love to ride dragons, and they love to fuck each other. I mean, if that's not interesting, I don't know what is. That sounds like a great time to me. I agree. <laughs> I mean, I can't wait. I cannot wait. It's a week away. Uh, Sunday's off of Westeros. I cannot wait to go back. It's the I best just, way to end your Sunday, too, is watching a little Game of Thrones. I could not agree more. That's That was actually another thing. I would say HBO with the Sunday night viewing. They've always put out these Sunday night bangers, especially in the summertime. Like you said, what better way to end the Sunday if you go hang by the pool, you go to the beach, you go hang outside, you go do something fun, then you go home, you take a shower, you chill in the air conditioning, and you pop on a new episode of an unbelievable series, something that you can just get lost in and delay those Sunday scaries for a couple more hours before you have to realize that your life sucks and you have to go back to work tomorrow. (laughs) You know, I mean, there's nothing better than that. Um, Third, we got Rings of Power. Now we return to Middle-earth. Uh, this time we were in the Second Age, thousands of years before Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. A $450 million budget. The it better com- be good. It better be good. The combined totals of the Game of Thrones final season and Avengers Endgame is how much this show costs. The most expensive show in the history of shows. Uh, that's Jeff Bezos money right there. That's You're not kidding. And with all of that, there's still been chatter on the internet about the CGI in the trailers. Doesn't look great to me. I've seen better, but again, it's a trailer. You know what I mean? That was also the first trailer. That was the first trailer. That was from the Super Bowl. That was the one that looked the worst. The yeah, newer ones, the ones from um, Comic Con, I thought looked. I looked. They looked better. Yeah, maybe they, they just rushed the product. You know, maybe they got to. You know, yeah, they could even just better. rush the just to rush the trailer. You know what I mean? They wanted to get the trailer out in time for the Super Bowl. That kind of shit can happen. But I, I agreed. It, it didn't look amazing, but I think it definitely looked cleaner in in the newer trailers. I think it looked cleaner than She-Hulk does based off the trailers. But um, This is going to be really focusing on the uh, the forging of the rings that we learned about in Lord of the Rings, uh, that trilogy. Uh, Sauron's Rise to Power. Uh, there's going to be a couple of returning elves from the original series. Uh, Lord Elrond, I know, is back in it. So that's going to be interesting to see them you know, thousands of years earlier. Way, way, way earlier previous versions of themselves, basically. Um, fourth... My favorite current running show, and I think that includes Stranger Things. Cobra Kai Season 5, September 9th, we return to the Valley. Let's go. If you're not watching this show at this point, I don't know what you're doing. Because I know it was the first two seasons were a little bit under the radar because they were on like that YouTube TV or whatever the hell it was called. Before Netflix ended up buying the rights to it. And then they put out the two seasons together. And that's when, at least that's what I found out about it. All of a sudden, I was like, Cobra Kai, what the hell is this? A new uh, Karate Kid series? Was, this is amazing. 
I loved Karate Kid. I grew up. I must have watched the Karate Kid two billion times. I wanted to be a Karate Kid. I wanted to be a ninja until I was like 12, probably. Yeah, I feel like they made this show so much better than the movies ever were. And uh, not that the movies were bad. The first movie's amazing. Yeah, but I, 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 I agree with I you. The, the rest of them, meh. I mean, I still love them, but yes, I, I say this show, I think this show elevates above the movies. They just do such a good job with it, man. Everything, the fact that, first of all, they're pumping them out so fast, which we've just did this COVID thing where everything's getting delayed, shows are pushing back, you know, Euphoria, it took like two years to put out a season, and it was like eight episodes long, and most of those are just filmed like in one house or two houses with like, you know, a total cast of like 20 people. Cobra Kai, we're all over the place. We have a huge cast. And we're pushing these seasons out like crazy, like rapidly. We're still, we're coming September 9th, nine months, basically. The last season released on New Year's Eve of this past year, which is exactly how we spent, me, Kalos, my girl Steph. That's how we spent our New Year's Eve. That was a great day. I agree. Some people would call it sad. We had a great time. Sat there, binged to watch the whole new season. My boy Hawk, baby. All-Valley champion. I called that shit at least a year in advance on Twitter. I had the receipts to prove it. Uh... Sure, they were half in jest. Was I being a little bit sarcastic? Sure. Did it come to fruition, though? Yes. And that is what matters. Actually, you know what? I never even, now that I think about it, there is a video. Shout out to my girl, Steph. She actually has a, a good tendency to know when to pull the camera out because I'm going to do something crazy. And sure enough, the moment that Hawk won the All Valley Championship, she somehow knew to put the camera on me. And I jumped off the couch. I was going crazy, screaming at the top of my lungs, flapping like a bird around my TV room. I've never put that out on anything. I'm going to actually, uh, I'll have to put that out this week. Hey, on the throw uh, it at the end of this video. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to finally, I'll have to share that around so everybody can see that. Because that, that is a funny video. I did see that. I was dying. Um, but yeah, like I said, if you're not watching the show at this point, do yourself a favor. Binge watch it. It's amazing. It's so funny. It is corny, but it knows that it's corny. And it plays into it, and it is magic. Yeah, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Which exactly. Sometimes that's exactly what I'm looking for. Exactly. It's, it like knows it's just there to be a good time, and that's exactly what it delivers time and time again. It just, it's awesome. I, I cannot believe every season to me somehow feels like it keeps getting better and better. I swear, I thought season four was the best one, yeah. And I thought season three was the best one before that. I, I, they just keep getting better than me. Um, and then last, we go to Star Wars. Uh, Andor. Uh, September 21st, Disney Plus, the prequel to Rogue One. Uh, I'm very excited about this show. Um, I'm more excited about this show than I was for Boba Fett. I would say it's probably equal to my excitement for Obi-Wan. I love Rogue One. It is uh, probably not the most popular opinion, but it is actually my favorite Star Wars movie. Uh, I think it is awesome, and I think it's more of what Star Wars should try to be. It's dark. It's gritty. It's tough. It's a fucking awesome movie. I feel like a lot of the other Star Wars movies, while good, there's always that kind of almost like nod to children, sort of. Like they want to keep it kind of kind of light. They don't want to go too, too dark with it. And I feel like that can be kind of a mistake because you are kind of telling a dark story. You know what I mean? I mean, we're talking about see them get real dark. I agree. I've actually, I've told you about it a couple times. For those of you that don't know, there was, for a while, there was rumors in the works that there was a rated R Darth Vader movie coming out. And I cannot imagine anything 
more entertaining or awesome than yeah, that. that. Sounds great. Yeah, because yeah, just like two hours of Darth Vader just force choking, snapping necks, cutting people yeah, just up, being a savage. Just yeah. absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, he has awesome. the reputation, you know. Let's see exactly. It. Yeah, I keep doing like my cousin. Um, my cousin Jimmy says it all the time. Like growing up, like Darth Vader was like the scariest guy in the world to him, and I'm just like, really? Like that's kind of crazy because like in hindsight, when you watch that original trilogy, he really doesn't do all that much. That's like kind of like quote unquote scary. You know what I mean? He's really kind of more like just kind of almost behind the scenes in the, in the original trilogy. And then, of course, he ends up being a good guy at the end. So, I mean, what the hell? Um, but like I said, Rogue One was my favorite one. Like I said, darker prequel. And the interesting thing about it, too, that also makes me think it's going to be a good series, which makes me excited for it, is that they already greenlit season two before anyone's seen a frame of season one. That, to me, says that the people at Disney, the execs, must have loved what they saw of season one. That clearly the story must be, you know, good enough that people would want a second season to continue telling the story for two seasons. That it's not something that they could do in one. So to me, those are good signs. You know, I didn't love Obi Wan. I didn't hate Obi Wan. There were parts of it that I liked. There were parts of it that I hated. I've actually enjoyed the shows quite a bit, surprisingly, because I'm not a huge Star Wars guy. But the shows have been pretty good. Yeah, you said that. Didn't you say that you liked the shows more than the movies, kind of? Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, Mando's unbelievable, so I can't argue with you on that. I think Mando's obviously head and show. Well, Boba Fett, the last two episodes, they were basically Mando Mando season 2.5. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Just give me, give me more Mandalorian content, please. That's what I want. Give me all the Pedro Pascal content. I don't even care. Absolutely. Pedro yeah. Pascal and anything. Last of Us He's coming in 2023. That's going to be a huge show. I can't wait to that. I can't wait for that, too. But you take those five shows, and like I said, they're all coming the next 30 days. And those are five shows that I'm going to want to talk about basically at nauseum. And what better place to do that than on my own podcast? So we're going to be you know, breaking down every single episode. We're going to be going over the things, like I said, that we liked, the things that we didn't like, the things that we hope to see, you know, debating a little bit. We'll see how things fit into the overall universe. Try to see, you know, spoilers, Easter eggs. Um, speaking of spoilers, this is definitely going to be a spoiler-heavy podcast. Uh, with that being said... I am going to do my absolute best to always, always, always say beforehand when we start getting into a spoiler section. So, you know, let's say, you know, next week or whatever, we're talking about the first episode of Game of Thrones or House of the Dragon. Uh, and you haven't seen the episode yet and you don't want it ruined for you by anything that we're talking about. You know, I'm going to say, hey, guys, you know, this is where we're going to start getting into the spoiler realm here. So if you haven't watched the episode yet, you know, best probably to pause it here. Check out the episode. And then, you know, come back and finish the listen, you know, once you've caught up. Uh, so that way, you know, nothing's spoiled, you know, without at least prior knowledge. If, it's not, if, it, if, if I say something and you ruin it for yourself, it's on you. <laughs> my, hands are, my hands are clean in this, you know what I mean? So I will, uh, I will always do my best to try and, uh, you know, let you guys know. But that is definitely what we're going to be doing for a large part of this show is going to be breaking down TV. We're also going to be breaking down movies quite heavily. Uh, Kalos and myself, we still love going to the theater. We're there almost all the every time. week. Yeah, almost every single week we're there. Yeah, almost we're there all the time. We love it. Um, it's just one of our favorite things to do. So we're definitely going to be doing a lot with that. You know, movie reviews, breakdowns. If we think it's something, hey, you know what? Definitely go to the movie theater and check it out. You know what? This was good, but wait for it to come out on streaming. It's something that you can watch at home. 
Unless, of course, you know, you're looking for something to do and you want to go to the movie theater, of course. You know what I mean? That's how we are. So if you're like us, then by all means. But we're going to be doing a lot of that, a lot of movie reviews. Uh, we're definitely going to be doing we're going to be doing streaming as well. Uh, I watch all these ridiculous Netflix movies. I watch all these Hulu movies. So we're going to definitely be diving into all of those as well. Those will be in the streaming movies will be in a, a bit shorter capacity. Um, we probably won't get, you know, too, too deep into those, but we'll talk about them. I've liked a lot of them actually lately. I really liked that Prey movie on Hulu. I thought that was fucking awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. That was a really, really fun, just like turn your brain off for 90 minutes and just enjoy this movie. It was a cool take on The Predator. Yeah, definitely. Franchise itself. Definitely, definitely. They needed something fresh. They needed something new. And basically fighting a predator with like, you know, Native American tools, basic civilization 101, rocks, stones, sticks, fucking whatever you got, whatever you can find. I thought it was awesome. It was fun. You know what I mean? The main character was a badass. Too. Yeah, she was. She did an awesome, awesome job. I haven't seen her in anything. I think that was the, one of the first things that she's done, at least for the I didn't recognize things. her. But yeah, no, she was. She was really good. And like I said, that was just, that's like, that's perfect, man. Because, you know, obviously you have to pay for Hulu or whatever. But other than that, you just, you're at home on a Friday night. You got nothing to do or a Saturday night. You have a movie right there, a good movie right there to stream, you know, right right from your house. It's awesome. Um, the Gray Man was another one. I really liked The Gray Man on Netflix. I really enjoyed that one, too. Um, yeah, that was good. The one we watched last night with Jamie Foxx, that one was all right. Day Shift, that one was okay. I enjoyed it. I thought the action scenes were, were pretty cool. The action scenes were awesome. The action scenes were really good. If anything, I would say I was maybe expecting a little bit more comedy, I think. Yeah, I still thought it was pretty funny, but I agree. It wasn't like a slapstick comedy. You know, yeah, like Jamie Foxx is a funny, like, he's not so much a funny guy, but he's got funny timing. He's got, like, good comedic skills. Yeah. I thought uh, that he was one of the lesser, like, uh, standing... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved Snoop Dogg. He was great. Yeah, yeah. I loved Dave Franco. I loved when Kevin Ball came in from Shameless Day. I don't know his real name, but Kevin Ball coming in was hysterical. That was awesome scenes. Yeah, yeah, that was. That was probably, the, that was probably my favorite part of that movie. Yeah, check it out. I, I definitely recommend it. It's just, uh, yeah, it doesn't take itself too seriously. No, it's just mindless fun, you know what I mean? Not every single movie needs to be, like, an Oscar-winning, huge, like, uh tale or this like new life lesson like you can just sit down have some popcorn and just enjoy a movie and just like turn your brain off yeah i like the soundtrack in that movie as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah definitely had a good soundtrack for sure yeah no that one was good it was a fun time um but yeah so we're gonna be doing a lot of that a lot of the the breakdowns for streaming movies tv that's that's gonna be what we're gonna be focused on um like I said at the beginning too, I'm gonna to be having uh, some some of my different friends come in that have you know some some knowledge in in some areas. Like I got one buddy who you guys are gonna be meeting soon. Uh, he's gonna be hopefully on the next episode with us. Uh, my buddy Luke. He is probably the only person that I know personally, like you know friendly that I actually know that has more Game of Thrones knowledge than I have. Um, he is currently plowing through the Fire and Blood book, which is what they used to make the show House of the Dragon. So we're going to hopefully have him on this week to do a preview episode. Um, he's going to be able to tell us a little bit more about some of the characters and stuff and some of the storylines and what we can expect to see. Um, I think he's going to be perfect for that. Um, yeah, Luke has a great knowledge of all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, he does, he does. And me and him have had some of the best conversations, just even like via text sometimes. Like I'll, uh, when I was reading, so he read the books way before I did. I was, you know, catching up later on. So he'd already had all that knowledge. And it would be sometimes where I'd be reading something and I'd be like, oh man, I have this idea. And I would like, you know, text it over to him. And the next thing you know, we're going back and forth. Oh, that's a great idea. How about this? How about that? How about this? How about that? You know what I mean? We'd be doing it for an hour or two. So that's kind of the idea of what I want to be doing here. 
ideas, bouncing ideas back and forth, things we like, things we're looking forward to, things we hated, because I promise you, I promise you that is going to be a big part of it too. There are going to be times where I'm going to come in here with a head full of steam and I'm going to rip into something and I guarantee you it's going to upset some people. We're going to be critical of things, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to get into the Batman today, but let's just say, if I had done this podcast when the Batman, I had seen the Batman, I would have had some things to say. When we like something, too, you're going to know it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. So, uh, with all of that said, we're going to be wrapping up here pretty shortly. Uh, I just wanted to leave you guys with some of my first recommendations. I'm going to be giving you guys, you know, just things that I watch. Sometimes I find old movies, you know what I mean, that I haven't seen, that I just stumble upon for whatever reason, that I like, and I'm like, hey, you know, have you seen this too? You know, it's an older movie, yada, yada, yada. Check it out. Uh, so I put together a, a list. I got nine nine things here all together. I got three movies uh, from, from this year that have already released from 2022 that you can either watch on streaming or you can still go check out in the theater now um, that I really, really, really liked for, you know, different reasons. But I, I loved all three of these movies. I'm going to start there. Let's see them. Uh, the first one, actually, yeah, you, yeah, you can absolutely chime in because you've seen most of these movies with me or stuff with me. Uh, the first one was The Northman. The Northman was incredible. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård, Ethan Hawke, William Dafoe is a witch doctor for the Vikings. It was he was honestly that was one of my biggest complaints with the movie is I wanted more William Dafoe. He was only in it for like fifteen minutes. I could have done a half an hour with William Dafoe in that movie without a question. And then the two absolute stars in the movie that made the movie what it was was Nicole Kidman and Anya Taylor Joy. The both of them were. Fucking fantastic. Nicole Kidman scared the shit out of me in that movie. Yeah, she was pretty uh, creepy. Dude, she had that look to it too. Like, boy, if you cross me, man, I will cut you in half. But it was like... The whole cast was pretty solid. Yeah, it was. It was a great, great cast. Everyone did a great job. The movie looked beautiful. The visuals, great cinema photography. It was awesome. Um, it was very, very... Um, Almost like a like a love song or a love poem to like Viking mythology. The, a lot of the movie was like old Viking traditions, the, the way that they used to live. It wasn't all bloodshed. It wasn't like you know. It wasn't Gladiator. I'll tell you that. It, the trailer made it seem like Gladiator, but it wasn't Gladiator. I still loved it though. You know what I mean? It was a great movie. I've actually been looking forward to watching it again. I've only seen it the one time in the theater. But I definitely suggest uh, checking that one yeah, out. That was a great movie to check out in the theater, too. Yeah, like I said, the visuals, awesome, awesome big screen movie. Unfortunately, I think that one has left pretty much everywhere for the most part. But, it, yeah, if you've got a good TV at home, you'll still, you'll, you'll still reap the benefits. It was. It was a great, great looking movie. The colors, great, great cinematography. Um, the second one is the one, actually, I'm not sure if you did see this one. Everything, everywhere, all at once. This movie, what is it? Oh, uh, this movie is like the definition of, in my opinion, a good time. Like this is the definition to me of turn your brain off and just have fun. This movie was insane. It was so wacky. You can't put it in a genre because it's in every single genre. So I guess you could put it in every genre. But you can't pick one. There's no classifying it in the one genre. It's hilarious. It's got action. It's got mystery. It's got horror scenes. It's got everything in one movie. I... I literally, I had such a good time watching it. I watched it twice. I watched it, you know, like right after, basically. I, I had finished the first time. I think I watched it like two days later, basically. 
Um, I walked in one day while you were finishing watching it, and it seemed pretty wild. So. <laughs> oh, it is. It's it's a wild movie. That's another one. Uh, the special. This is more special effectsy than uh, than the actual like cinematography that the Northman has. This is a lot more you know computers and shit like that, green screens. But the special effects in the movie was sick. I wouldn't be surprised at all if it gets nominated at least for a special effects award in the Oscars this year. Um, I like that I had a cute little message too. Again, to the simple like the simple things. Not everything has to be. This fucking world-binding Bible, you know what I mean? We can just do simple stuff. It was a nice little message, you know what I mean? I loved it. Um, so I definitely, that's another one. Big screen if you can. I actually think, if I'm not mistaken, that they just re-released it in the big screen. They did do that. All right, yeah, so there you go. Perfect. Go in, check it out. Because the first time, it was only on like a limited release. It was only on like a couple of theaters and stuff like that. Um, yeah, because I didn't hear about it until you watched it. You know, at home. Yeah, yeah. I was well. I was waiting to watch it for a while. Unfortunately, like actually, yeah, it definitely was limited because I remember me and Steph were looking to get tickets, and the like the nearest theater I think was like I think like forty minutes away, and I was like, nah, screw it. We'll just you know we'll wait. Um, and then I think we ended up getting it online somehow. But uh, honestly, I would like to go check it out on the big screen. And actually, I might have to go look into that myself. I could watch it a third time. Like I said, it's it's a good movie for special effects. It would look good on the big screen. I think I think it would be a good time. Um, so definitely check that out. And then the third one is a movie that I've been talking about a lot lately because it was a huge surprise to me. I went into this movie with literally zero expectations. The unbearable weight of massive talent. I am not the biggest Nick Cage fan. Um, I mean, I like one or two of his movies, you know, who doesn't love national treasure, uh, con air, good time. But for the most part, I could probably do without him. This movie looked kind of wacky to me. You know, the trailer was kind of like, what the fuck? This is kind of weird. Yeah, the trailer definitely didn't do a great job selling itself. No, it didn't. It didn't. I agree. I don't think it did either. But I, like I said, I went into it with literally zero expectations. And I, the movie ended. And I, like my jaw was basically on the floor. I couldn't believe how much I loved this movie. I literally thought it was amazing. I loved it. I literally loved it. I don't think that this movie could have worked with anybody else in Hollywood, mostly because nobody else has the psychotic story that Nicolas Cage has. And then secondly, I don't know if anybody else is crazy enough to buy into his own story, even if they did have his story like Nicolas Cage. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this movie is like realistic parody, if that makes any sense. It's, it's the most insane, kooky movie of all time. But Nicolas Cage absolutely delivered. He, he killed it. He bought into it. He knew, like, what the movie was trying to do. He saw it for what it was, and he delivered on every level. Pedro Pascal, like I said earlier, give me all the Pedro Pascal content. Their back-and-forth buddy thing was hysterical. Yeah, I love how he was infatuated with Nick Cage. Oh, it was so funny. And I guess, like, he wanted to be in that movie because he's, like, a super Nicolas Cage fan. Yeah, I bet. Like, uh, like I guess, like, he was, like, one of his idols. Like, he was, like, that was one of his acting idols. You know what I mean? That's funny. It was hysterical because if you ask me, I would take Pedro Pascal over Nicolas Cage every day of the week. <laughs> Pedro Pascal is pretty good. He's awesome, man. He's awesome. I mean, for him to go from the Red Viper, I mean, who doesn't love the Red Viper of Dawn? Oh, absolutely. Badass. Now, the Mandalorian, everybody loves the Mandalorian. Badass. He keeps banging out these pretty solid movies. I liked this role. He's going to be, like I actually mentioned earlier, he's going to be in the Last of Us series that's going to be on HBO in early 2023, which I am so excited for I can't even put into words. But he is going to be the lead in that show. He's basically covering all of my favorite universes. Star Wars, Game of Thrones, Last of Us. He's just everywhere, and I love it. Um, but that movie, like I said, if you just go into it with an open mind, 
I mean, don't ex- basically now. I guess if I built it up too much, I don't want you to go into it thinking it's like the greatest movie of all time because then that's gonna yeah, because like, it's, it's not a great movie, but it's you know but I mean? it's good. It's it's funny. Yeah, yeah it is. It's, it's funny. Good, good action scenes in that too. Yeah, don't take it too seriously. You know, just go into it not. looking for a nice fun movie to watch on a Saturday night or something like that. It's a it's a good time. Yes, definitely. Uh, so those are the uh, the three 2022 options. I picked three older movies that have all come out. You know. Various years. One of them is actually real old. The other two, I think, are early 2000s. Uh, I'm going to start with Green Street Hooligans. Green Street Hooligans is a delightful, delightful, quick, like, I think it's like 85 minutes. You're in and out. It's a great character movie. Elijah Wood and Charlie Hunnam. It is the movie that basically gave Charlie Hunnam his go. It's what got him the role in Sons of Anarchy. Uh, Kurt Suda, the guy who created Sons. Uh, as soon as he saw Green Street Hooligans, he literally, like, right away, like, called, like, his agent and was like, hey, like, this kid, I need him. I, I need to get him on the phone right away. And sure enough, he was like, Charlie, I got the show for you, yada, yada, yada. And Charlie right away was just like, yep, I'm in. And then, uh, not to get off topic, but Charlie Hunnam also got Kit Harrington, his show, uh, not Kit Harrington. I had never seen or heard of that movie until you showed me that movie, and I love that movie now. It, it is. So oh, it's, an, it's a great movie. And the awesome. acting is actually pretty good in it. Like, it's funny. Like, oh, yeah. It's, it's, funny. A, it's funny. I love British people, so give me all the British stuff you can. Definitely. Yeah, that's like partying in the pubs and stuff. Who doesn't love watching that? So good. Uh, but basically, you know, Elijah Wood, uh, Harvard kid, gets wrongfully thrown out of Harvard, goes and visits his sister overseas. She lives in England. And uh, while he's there, he falls in with uh, her brother-in-law, Charlie Hunnam, who is uh, the leader of a, a soccer club, a football club in England. Um, so he kind of, like I said, he, you know, learns what it means to be tough. That's for damn sure in that movie. But that's a damn good watch that I highly suggest checking out. Word. Good call. Uh, actually, you know what? We only got like a couple things left. I think we should be good. Uh, next, we got uh, True Romance. True Romance is absolutely unbelievable. Uh, it's written by Quentin Tarantino before he started directing. The cast, absolutely loaded. Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette, Dennis Hopper, Gary Oldman, uh, Brad Pitt, Christopher Walken, Val Kilmer, um, James Gandolfini, uh, R.I.P. in peace. Um, the movie, same thing like I've kind of been saying with a couple of the other things. Fits into a lot of genres. It's got everything in it. Funny, romance, action. It's got it all. Um, it's a great time. I would also say that Dennis Hopper and Christopher Walken in this movie give you one of the best scenes in any movie ever made of all time. Dennis Hopper's scene in this movie, if you guys have seen the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. It is unfucking believable It's unreal. One of my favorite scenes in anything. But like I said, definitely check that out. That's an older one. That's from like the early 90s, I believe. Um, last movie, one of my personal favorite movies I've seen it a thousand times. Only movie I've ever seen four times in the movie theater, uh, Disturbia. It is amazing. Coming of age mixed with a nice whodunit slasher, funny, young romance, awesome soundtrack, suspenseful. Shia LaBeouf kills it. Oh, Shia LaBeouf peaking at that moment. In oh Hollywood. my God. And that movie just came out at the right time. Like, we were at that same age almost, oh, yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. So yeah. it all just hit. And now the nostalgia for that movie for me just hit so hard, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a great movie. I just, oh, I can't get enough of it. I, I, I still watch it, like, legitimately, I watch it, like, twice a year. I literally watch it, like, at least twice a year. Usually once very drunk and once very sober. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's unbelievable. I, I've seen it two billion times. I, I still can't get enough of it. 
those are the three movies. And then real quick, we're going to be wrapping up. But uh, three shows that I want to mention here, too. These are going to be a little bit more time-consuming that you guys can bang into. But they're actually all kind of on the shorter end. So that's actually not entirely true, I guess. First one, Netflix, The End of the Fucking World. Uh, dark British comedy about two high school kids, which is kind of like my, you're going to find out, kind of like my favorite thing. I love high school stories and shit like that. I'm obsessed with it. I don't know why. I especially like the British ones because the British kids are fucking raunchy as hell, man. I don't know what's going on over there, but there's something in the water. Those kids are all like fucking sex addicts. It's unbelievable. But their shows are all hysterical. They're very funny. They're all very entertaining. That show, End of the Fucking World, Netflix, only two seasons, short episodes. They basically play like two movies. You can get that in and out pretty quick. Uh, Second, also on Netflix, Dark. Dark is amazing. I know a lot of people don't love dubbed over shows. I feel that same way. It's why I couldn't get into Squid Games. It felt very corny and cheesy to me, kind of. The dub just didn't work. This is dubbed over really well. Uh, The actors are actually, the voice actors are good. I don't know if the German language maybe helps too. Like, I don't know if the German language is maybe closer to our language. So, like, the words kind of match up better. But it does feel that way. Um, It's a great mystery show. You're going to need your whiteboard for it and some mockers. I can promise you that. But it's a good about time. What happens first? Is time linear? Is time circular? Are we doomed to repeat itself? What happened first? Chicken egg. It's a great, great mystery. It's a great show. It's a good time. You'll have fun watching it. Me and Steph, once we started it, we couldn't stop. We were like addicted. We were like that crazy gift there from the guy from Always Sunny. Just yeah. with the whiteboard. It's like, oh my God, what's going on? I remember you guys were cranking through that for a few days. Oh man. Any longer than that for a little while. So addicting. Three seasons. I think it's about 10 episodes each one. That's a little bit of a longer watch. So you're looking, you know, like 30 hours there or something like that. Uh, and then last but not least, I actually mentioned it a little bit while ago. But if you haven't seen the first season of True Detective, do yourself a favor. And watch the first season of True Detective. First season's unbelievable. It is one of the most engaging seasons of television or basically anything, actually, that you'll ever watch. You're going to be sitting on the edge of your seat the The entire time. The whole time. Unbelievable performances from both Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. It's a great, great mystery. You might pick up smoking cigarettes after that first season. Yeah, no kidding, huh? I mean, the way Matthew McConaughey (laughs) rips through butts in that show is unlike anything you've ever seen. But it's a great, great watch. Like I said, it's what got me into Reddit and kind of doing this whole fan theory stuff. It is so, so good. Every single episode, you're like, oh my God, wait, what? Oh my God, wait, what? Oh my God. Everything just keeps changing and it's it's it's, it's in a good way. It's never too much. Um, but I definitely suggest that you guys check out all of that. Um, with that said, we're going to be wrapping up here our first episode. Uh, I want to thank all of you guys for listening. Uh, please do me the biggest favor in the world. Please, please, please share this wherever you can. Share it on any of your profiles. Like it. Five star it. Subscribe to it. Do anything you can to spread the word because that's where I need help. Yeah, we appreciate the support. Please. And Los, I appreciate you, buddy. Thank you so much for coming to help me out today. I couldn't have done it without you. I think that went really well, no? I think it went I think that really went well. Just a start. Just a start. That's right. So uh, thanks a lot, guys, and uh, we'll see you next time. Enjoy your time at the theater, huh?